0: Welcome to episode 6, where today we are talking about which diet should you choose as an emotional eater. Now, I get this question a lot, mostly because one of the major symptoms and indicators of emotional eating is excess or unwanted weight. This is why so many emotional eaters that have unwanted weight struggle to lose weight. See, they, they're basically having to fight a war on two fronts. For a non-emotional eater, most of the time, losing weight is a simple matter of finding a way to manage hunger, energy, and cravings while decreasing their calorie intake. And honestly, just about any plan will work for them. But for an emotional eater, they have to find a way to manage hunger, energy, and cravings just like a non-emotional eater. But then on top of that... Because food is their soother of choice and their escape hatch from the unwanted feelings and experiences of life, they also must fight a habit and desire to soothe themselves or control their emotions with food. And managing your hunger and energy and cravings is hard enough, even with a properly architected dietary plan. But managing your hunger for comfort And control and rest and ease and all the other things that you may be desiring is a little bit harder. Basically, this is why emotional eaters struggle to manage their weight. Hunger pains may drive them to eat, flagging energy may drive them to eat, cravings may drive them to eat. And this is one of those areas where non emotional eaters kind of have a a leg up, in that typically, in my experience, They tend to get fewer cravings as well, so they really are only struggling on two fronts, hunger and energy, most of the time. For emotional eaters, though, stress, anxiety, sadness, um, anger, boredom, frustration, and a whole host of other negative emotions can drive them to eat. So with that said, and now that you're sufficiently depressed, I want to offer a little bit of hope here. Many emotional eating coaches will tell you that diets are the cause for emotional eating. And the first thing that you should do is give up dieting and toss out your scale and practice intuitive or normal eating. And let's be honest, this is a terrifying prospect to someone who has unwanted weight. And in my opinion, it's not particularly helpful. Because generally, I don't think this is true. I think it's more likely that you established a habit and pattern of emotional eating, gained some weight, and then began the process of dieting and binge eating and restricting and the whole yo-yo cycle. Because if you never had unwanted weight, you would have never gone on a diet. Diets are not the egg in this chicken or egg scenario. Emotional eating is Emotional eaters have confused communication signals happening in their bodies. They can hear emotional hunger for love and companionship and comfort and relaxation as a desire for ice cream, as physical hunger. Intuitive eating would have them listen to their bodies and allow ice cream. For many emotional eaters who've spent years in denial of certain foods and food groups, this is just the excuse they need. Permission then provides the validation for the ice cream and the defense for eating it. They also may have a mild addiction-like reaction to certain foods and food groups. And the lack of rules and guidelines keeps those foods in their system and keeps those craving pumps primed and working. A good way I think, to think about this is to imagine an alcohol or drug addict. If someone were addicted, say, to heroin or cocaine, would you suggest that they be moderate with their substance? Would you suggest that they listen to their body's cravings and just allow it? But you say, Christy, food isn't heroin. And I agree, that's true. But for some people, certain foods act on their brains like a drug. And yes, you need food to continue living. But that doesn't mean that you should continue putting food you may be addicted to into your body in an effort to stay alive. Now, I don't have a single diet that I think is the best for emotional eaters because each emotional eater is different. But I do have guidelines that I think can help you choose a plan that will work for you. I think you should choose a plan that focuses on whole foods rather than shakes, bars, powders, and pills. I think that the plan should be relatively free of sugars, sugar substances, and artificial sweeteners. And this includes natural sweeteners like raw honey and turbinado and the like sure those those things are healthy but for an emotional eater they can be very triggering and can create additional cravings and who needs those (laughs) um i think you should also you know choose a plan that doesn't restrict your vegetables right green vegetables are great they're very beneficial in fact they should be primary um vegetables that you eat and then supplemented with um know other vegetables. I think that your your grains and your heavy starches should probably be limited um, simply to help mitigate blood sugar issues as well as uh, struggles with cravings. And you know the fourth tip I have for finding a plan and choosing a plan is you want to choose something that adequately controls your hunger while minimizing your cravings. Now there are several plans that you know fit into this area right whole 30 is very clean whole foods um paleo is again it's a little bit restrictive but it's you know a very healthy diet strict paleo can work primal or even you know like i said a diet of your own making in the beginning i think it's important to try not to restrict calories Especially if you have a tendency to binge eat or believe that binge eating behavior is due to restriction. Again, many coaches believe and suggest that dieting and restriction is the root cause of binge eating and emotional eating. And while that may be the case for some people, it seems that the majority of us really struggle with how it feels to be restricted rather than the actual restriction itself. So if you're used to eating 2,000 calories a day, continue doing that until you get the hang of your plan. If you eat 1,600 or 1,200, continue doing that. You want to determine whether or not your plan will manage your hunger, fullness, provide enough energy, and reduce cravings before deciding to trim calories. For example, you may pick a paleo-type plan of eating which keeps you full but you're still struggling with sugar cravings. This could tell you that maybe you're having a hard time keeping your blood sugar stable and you may need to further limit your intake of root veggies and other starches. See by limiting sugar and fructose you may be able to minimize the cravings that are caused by blood sugar spikes And this would help you identify your emotional eating moments. That is, you will be better able to discern the difference between a blood sugar related craving or urge for food and an emotional driven desire to feel better that manifests as a food craving. Just to be clear, a diet or way of eating can be a beneficial tool to help you uncover emotional eating habits. An eating plan will not resolve emotional eating patterns and programs. See, most of us pick an eating plan because we want instant gratification and it offers fast weight loss. And because the pain of having unwanted weight has, in that moment, become unbearable to us. Unfortunately, research has shown that the faster you lose weight, the less likely you are to keep it off. This weight rebound is due in part to not establishing new patterns, programs, and habits, but rather doing whatever it takes for a short period of time to achieve a weight loss result. Usually, these behaviors are hard to keep up over a long haul. What's worse is that over time, our needs and requirements change, but we don't make adjustments to our eating plans. For example, if you're a woman, your cravings may change throughout the month in accordance with your hormonal cycles. But very few eating plans take this into consideration. What you require during periods of high stress may be different than what you need while on vacation. And this lack of assessment and tweaking can lead to an all-too-familiar pattern of a couple of weeks doing really well on a plan followed by a couple of weeks of doing really badly on a plan. And the point here is is that you must make the plan work for you. If you can't sustain the plan that you've chosen over several weeks, months or years, then it's possible that this is not going to be a working plan for you. Because first and foremost, mastering emotional eating habits requires that some habits be abandoned and new habits take their place. If your current way of eating does not encourage habit creation that keeps you in alignment with your ultimate goal, then you are, ultimately, working against yourself, whether you realize it or not. So if you don't like meat, then you probably wouldn't want to pick a diet that's heavily dependent on meat for protein. If it's winter, then going on an all-juice diet may leave you cold and freezing all the time. If you're still struggling to keep stable blood sugar, then jumping right into a process of intermittent fasting may be a recipe for failure. What works for one person's biology may not work for yours. And newsflash, what worked for you before may not work the same for you now. The body is highly intelligent and super efficient. It gets better and And better at adjusting the more practice you give it. And that means it gets more efficient with using the calories that you intake the more you restrict. And then go back to a standard way of eating. Always remember that your body is smart and it's doing the best that it can to help you survive. But also keep in mind that it doesn't really care that you're an emotional eater. And it certainly doesn't care if you have unwanted weight. In fact, biologically speaking, it would probably prefer that. So how do you pick or design your own plan or way of eating? My first tip here is to make notes about what you like. Which meats, which veggies, do you like eggs, dairy, nuts? What do you have allergies to? Tip number two is when do you feel the most satisfied? When you eat a large salad, when you have steak and broccoli, when you eat a simple soup filled with lean protein and veggies, and tip number three is to identify when do you struggle with cravings the most, when do you struggle with hunger, when does your energy flag. By creating these lists of these, you know, three areas, right, what you like, when you're the most satisfied, and when do you struggle, you should be able to highlight the most beneficial areas, right? The foods that make you feel the fullest, the types of foods that make you feel the best, the foods and types of foods and meals, right? That help you manage your cravings, feel satisfied and manage your hunger. And the goal here is to pick a plan that fits the majority of the requirements that you've chosen. Try not to pick a diet or a plan in terms of promised weight loss because you're more likely to choose something that you can only sustain a short while. And it's important to realize, and I cannot stress this enough, that whatever you do to lose the weight will very likely be what's required of you to keep it off. So once you've established a level of comfort with your plan without trying to lose weight, then you can start tweaking things to see what it takes to get the scale to start moving. While this may sound like a long and drawn out process, the best part is that you get to be the detective and master of you. You get to understand how you work and ultimately what works for you. And that's really exciting. By better managing your biology, which you can do through diet, that is your hunger and your energy and your blood sugar, you will minimize your cravings. And this makes emotional eating episodes easier to see. And you'll find that when you're standing in front of the fridge looking for something, that you're not really hungry. And this, in turn, will help you see and get that moment of clarity. That aha moment where you can stop. Turn off autopilot and make another better decision for yourself. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you listening, and I hope that this has been helpful for you. If you have any questions or would like to talk about your situation, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or find me at my website, www.ChristyRHall.com. Talk to you soon.